The Big Nation Podcast, Miguel Tello. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Big Nation Podcast. How are you guys? How are you doing? Another week, another episode here, but this time we are presenting you episode 13. Welcome to Lucky. On this week's episode, we're going to forget about superstitions and we're going to celebrate how lucky we are, for example, on having incredible guests as the one who is with me right now. Her name is Alice Pisano. Alice, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Are you superstitious? I'm not, no. <laughs> not really. Right, that's good. That's really good. So we're going to talk about your latest single, 17, in a second. But for now, Laura introduces Summer. On episode 13, we are not superstitious, so that what we are feeling lucky on this previous to the last of this season on the Be Nation podcast. We are so excited to speak to our guest, Tyler James Bellinger, who is coming to present his latest single, Unbettable. Hi, I'm Tyler James Bellinger, and you are listening to the Be Nation podcast. Our son of the week is here to be in single by Lost Stars. So here's the being single, I guess it's by design. Speaking to Common Sisters because they are coming to present Rain on My Parade. Hey, we're the Command Sisters, and you're listening to the Bee Nation podcast. And now Miguel is speaking to Alice Pisano, presenting 17, because as always, we are bringing you the best new music from around the world, only on the Bee Nation podcast. Laura is right. Today we have the privilege to have on the Bee Nation podcast to the super talented Alice Pisano. Alice, how are you? I'm good, thanks. So we play on the B Nation podcast your previous single, which it was Crush. We really love it. Actually, it was requested quite a lot here on the show, and we play listed on Big With Music. Now you're coming to present your new single that it was released last week, and it's called uh, 17. Let me ask you, Alice, uh, when did you write this song, and what made you to write a song like 17? Uh, well, I wrote it last year um, while I was staying at my parents' house in lockdown in Italy and I wrote it about my first love. Um, I guess the inspiration behind it was that uh, spending time in my old bedroom, uh, which was like uh, the stage to all my teenage drama, <laughs> um, sort of made me look back and made me reminisce about those times. and. Um, especially going through old photos and reading my old diaries. Um, it, it kind of made me relive um, those emotions again. And, and so um, it, it's about reminiscing about happy times and, and realizing that you had something very precious um, only a little too late. <laughs> So it's, it's a bit of a sad song. But. What you're describing right now, I think like it's a feeling that could be related to so many people. I think like that, that, that certain times that we're living at the moment, it makes so many people to know, like to appreciate more than what we have, you know, like at the end of the day, you know? I mean, that's how I've been feeling lately, you know, like our lives have changed so much in the last year. Um, and so uh, I've been thinking a lot about like my, my, my previous life, you know, like life before COVID and um, lots of things I actually took for granted. Now I don't have any more like live music or seeing friends. Alice, I want to 
hear now, like on, on the B Nation podcast, this beautiful song that is called 17. Hi everyone, I'm Alice Pisano and you're listening to my single 17. Blue jeans, remember when we were 17. Green eyes, your whispers in the dark gave me butterflies. Fell my heart spinning when I saw your face. You turned our bodies into a hurricane A hurricane But you don't know what you got till it's gone When it's blurry and fades away You're not longing for the burning sun Till you're standing in the pouring rain I'm wishing you could hold me tonight Hold me tonight Cause you don't know what you got to It's going home, now you're gone Ripped jeans Trying to look like all the girls in magazines Frail promises I thought we'd last forever Always like this Dancing to our favorite Arctic Mongoose tune Drink the sweetest wine in the afternoon now I'm not strong But you don't know what you got to it's gone When it's blurry and fades away You're not longing for the burning sun Till you're standing in pouring rain I'm wishing you could hold me tonight Hold me tonight Cause you don't know what you got to it's gone Home, now you've gone You're still there, smoking cigarettes With your untitled stars Suddenly I'm 17 again But you don't know what you got to it's gone It's blurry and fades away You're not longing for the burning sun Till you're standing in the rain I'm wishing you could hold me podcast uh, 17 which is the brand new single from Alice Pisano that we are opening with her uh, this episode 13 on the B Nation podcast Alice tell us a little bit more about the track because I just want to know who produced the track uh, Troy Miller uh, who produced Emily Sunday, Jamie Cullum, and also he's been nominated at the Grammys this year. Amazing. That's, that's, that's fantastic. That's great. Uh, is it the first time that you work with him? Uh, no, um, he also produced uh, my single that I released last year called Tears Will Set You Free. Uh-huh. So we had worked together before and he's just amazing. Um, he's a multi-instrumentalist. Um, although I, I actually played guitar myself on this track, but he played everything else. I think he captured the mood of the song beautifully and it was exactly how I, I imagined it. Um, he really he really did. He really did. Are you planning to collaborate with more with him in the future? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we actually have a few tracks that we recorded last year, which I'm going to release in the course of this, uh, of 2021. And what can you tell us about these, these tracks? What are your plans for, for 2021? Well, I have a few tracks ready or almost ready to release. I can say that I've got another up-tempo. Uh, I've also got another ballad. So a few different ones. Um, but I'm planning to release them in the next few months. <laughs> Great. Like any any uh, special tracks for the summer, for the summer period? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do have <laughs> one that could be like a summer song or that is quite... That is fantastic. Since like, the release of your EP Celebrate Life in 2018 until now, so what is the highlight and the achievement that you got in your career so far since the release of the EP? Uh, well, the highlight that I've got so far, um, I think it's been the, it's been building my fan base and writing songs that I guess connect to people and. Um, I mean, with the best feeling as well as you know getting playlisted and getting streams on Spotify and getting editorial support and radio plays that all I mean that's always amazing but I think the best thing is always hearing people that connect to your music and people that say oh your song moved me your song made me cry made me feel something Um, that makes me feel like what I'm doing makes sense. Do you bring from uh, the Italian culture something to your music? It, do you know what? I don't think that I actually bring that much because I've always, uh, even growing up, I've always listened to a lot of uh, British and American music. Um, I grew up listening to Johnny Mitchell, Bob Dylan, um, Carole King and... British bands so I think my my listening background is not Italian at all uh, Alice are you planning to do a follow-up to celebrate live your first EP are you planning to release a second one so yeah and um, right now I am releasing my songs one by one so I'm thinking of them in terms of singles I might put them together in the future and, and collect them in an EP or something but right now I think I'm I think releasing singles is a good way of giving importance to every single song. Alice, it was an absolutely pleasure to have you here on the V-Nation podcast. I wish you all the best. And I just want to let you know that you have a platform here from now on. Every time that you just want to like promote like one of your upcoming releases, please uh, come to the V-Nation podcast because we will... Thank you so much. Thanks for having my, me. My pleasure. I wish you all the best, Alice. Thanks. Right. Coming up on the V-Nation podcast, Tyler James Bellingard is on the show. But for now, it's time to hear the Son of the Week on the B-Nation podcast. They are originally from Kansas, but now they live in Nashville. This is not the first song from Lost Stars, as they released a few songs previously. Here's to be in single, which is our Son of the Week, reach 100,000 streams on Spotify, and also is part of our Be With Music playlist, episode 0413, that now it's available on Spotify. I'm about to tell you what songs they are in this week's playlist, but for now, it's time to hear Here's to Being Single by Lost Stars. I get too drunk when I get nervous But I trip over my words either way And I never let you deeper than the surface Cause I'm pretty sure I'm too insecure to make you stay But if I had a moment 
just one chance to hold you It'd be worth it even if it blows up in my face So shout out to my ego For always making me so Prone to moving quick Only for me there's a take So here's to being single I guess it's by design Cause I just seem to get in my own way every time But damn it, you're so perfect And I can't see the signs Or maybe I'm too scared to be in love to make you mine So here's to being single Here's to being single I'm pretty sure I don't deserve you I think karma would have told me otherwise Cause I've had a million chances that have screwed up And babe, I suspect you'll be the next to say goodbye But if I had a moment, just one chance to hold you It'd be worth it even if it blows up in my face So shout out to my ego for always making me so Prone to moving quick, only for me to hesitate so here's to being single I guess it's by design Cause I just seem to get in my own way every time But damn it, you're so perfect And I can't see the signs Or maybe I'm too scared to be in love to make it mine So here's to being single Here's to being single Here's to being single I guess it's by design Cause I just seem to get in my own way every time But damn it, you're so perfect And I can't see the signs Or maybe I'm just scared to be in love to make it mine So here's to being single Here's to being single Here's to being single So here's to being single Here's to being single by Lost Stars, and we are thrilled to announce that Lost Stars are going to be one of the artists that they will join us next week in our season finale on the B Nation podcast. Next week, we're going to have our last episode for season four, but remember that we are coming back on May 21st with season five. Coming up on the B Nation podcast, Tyler James Bellingar is on the show, but for now, it's time to tell you which songs are on this week's playlist for Be With Music episode 0413 that now is available on Spotify. We have songs like, for example, Here's to be Single by Lost Stars, and also we have Leave This Place by One Duo and Emily Bone, Never Leave the Basements by Navia Bay, I Wish I Never Met You by Emmy Elliott, Anxiety by Nick De La Haute, Maybe a Mike is a Girl by Raria, Lucky by Jordan Mitchell, North Star by Taylor So, Bitter by Marisa Maino, You're So Cool by Drive Drive, Fire by Nightlight and Fatal by Kappa, Paper Hearts by Colby Lapoya. And we have one more song to play. They are a Swedish duo that they are called Topia, and their new single is called Take Me Back, and they are going to be next week on the show. They're going to join us on the season finale of the B Nation podcast. So for now, let's listen Take Me Back by Topia.
Our next guest is a singer-songwriter that is in New York right now, and he's actually presenting his latest single that we already played here on the B Nation podcast that is called Unbearable. Please welcome Tyler James Bellingar. How are you, man? I'm well. How are you? I'm really, really, really good. For me, it's actually a pleasure to have you here on the show because... Honestly, we uh, hear uh, on the Bay Nation podcast songs like Unbearable, but I know exactly that you have write songs from uh, other artists uh, as well that uh, they are quite popular. You are addicted to TikTok, is that correct? I I watch a lot more of them than I post. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's good, that's good, that's good. I'm on it a lot, but uh-huh. I don't post a lot. <laughs> I, tend, <laughs> I, I tend to watch other people's videos. Um, far too much. Awesome. So let's talk about one track that is called Save Me and that you're working with a producer that is Michael Maglister, right? Yeah, Mike McAllister. Right. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about this track. Um, Tell me because it's a song that I guess that celebrates uh, belonging and acceptance for the LGTB homeless youth community, right? Uh, That one, it was kind of, it's a kind of a two part. That one and my song Feel Like Home. Uh Um, I did a video for Feel Like Home that um, dealt more with LGBTQ homelessness, but Save Me was kind of like, um, you know, like the sister song to it. Mm-hmm. And that one was a little more personal. I wrote it with my friend, Lena Leon, um, who is a great singer, a great songwriter. She's done, she's had like Tiesto cuts. She's, she's awesome. Um, and she, her and I did a session a few years back and I was just kind of, <laughs> I was in a bad mood. I was, re- I was really sad and um, because I just, you know, every relationship you you have ups and downs and it was kind of like um, I was having a bad day and then we were just kind of talking about the past and I was just kind of reflecting on like a rough patch that I had with my partner and um, that idea, just that and um, it was just kind of like a prayer and it was uh-huh. a song that was for me um, and I really never meant for it to get out there, and then it ended up getting recorded by um, this Spanish pop star, Blas Canto, who did an amazing job, and he's super nice. I talk to him on Instagram all the time, but um, yeah, so it was one of those songs that I was just like, okay, that'll be for me, and my friend Lena's manager heard it and was like, well, can I just send it? Can Can I I confess you something, Tyler? Yes. I'm going to confess you something. I know personally Blas Canto. Oh, do you? yeah, I am a Spanish, so I'm originally from Spain. So I, I know him because, well, he used to be in a boy band that is called, it was called Orin, and they used to be very popular in Spain. So I had the opportunity to work with him, you know, and I can tell that he's an amazing guy. How he ended up with Blas? How, that, how did that happen? Because obviously uh, Blas is um, an amazing um, artist, an amazing singer, but like, I just want to know how it happened that he ended up saving me on, on, on his hands. Honestly, <laughs> it had nothing to do with me. Uh, Lena's manager heard the song, and Lena was like, well, can I send this to her? And I was like, well, I really want this for me. I mean, to this day, Save Me is probably, it's probably always going to be like really special to me. Uh-huh. It was, because it, it was such a personal song. And so, but I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to be that writer who was like, you know, don't send the song out because at the time I wasn't like, I wasn't on the show and I didn't, I wasn't playlisted. So, you know, I didn't want to be, I try to be considerate of the people that I'm working on songs with. Like it's, it's their song too. Even though it's about my, you know, my story, it's their song as much as it is mine. Yeah. And so 
she was like, can I send it to my manager? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I was like, no way in hell this is ever going to get cut by another singer. I was like, it's too personal. It's really high. No other guy is going to sing it. Uh, and then <laughs> really quickly, it got cut. And um, I was just like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't I didn't think you know because for me it was like a little tough honestly because I was like giving up a baby yeah. mm-hmm. and I didn't really want to do it and yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest but yeah. I didn't want to stand the way in the way of you know something being big for us or you know so it just touching other people and so yeah. it was interesting and I remember um the first time I heard it, like I got like an early on version of it, and it was like nine o'clock at night, and I was walking around my my Target in my town, like <laughs> looking for peanut butter, and and I got I got an email, and I said, oh let me listen, and it was just the vocal, it was not even the track, and I was just like, oh that's weird, <laughs> like it was so weird, but he did it like he did it such justice. He's I mean he's an incredible singer, so. I was so happy that it didn't get like ruined. I think like um, he should have released it. What do you think, for example, if he, if, um, if he should release it as a lead singer? What would be that mean to you? Um, I'm <laughs> I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say, but uh, I'll just say it. Uh, I originally I I was told that the song was gonna be there was gonna be two versions, the English version and a Spanish version. Uh huh. And so I was under the impression that it was going to be a single uh-huh. um, with a Spanish in the Spanish version or uh-huh. like a, a Spanglish thing um, uh-huh. and that didn't happen and I was I was a little bummed because I was like oh damn it's like it's such a good song and it's such a good melody and not to say I know I wrote it so I sound like a jerk saying it's such a good song but it did it felt special no it is indeed actually it. and um, and so you know, but I honestly have to say, like, he did it at all his live shows, and like, it was cool seeing like from some of his fans online being like, "This is my favorite one," and so knowing that at least, like, here's the deal: he could have put it on the album, and he could he could have never sang it live, and he sang it live every show. So I appreciate that because you know, like, look, I'm sure maybe your listeners do or they don't know, but like. There's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes at labels. So it's like when I say that, like, I don't mean it like it's nothing against him. I think he's great. And I I told I reached out recently. I was like, dude, I want to write for your next album. And so so I I would love to work with him again. It's just like sometimes like label stuff gets in the way. Anyway, have you listened more of his music, by the way? Yeah, I listened to the whole album when it came out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Complicado, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, complicados, yes. Which is like to be difficult in English. The translation oh, yeah, would yeah, be yeah. I wish him all the best for this year's Eurovision. You know that yeah. I, I have to watch it. I still haven't heard um uh, song. his Euro- his Eurovision song yet. Yeah, it's um, called, I think it's called Boyak which is mean like I'm gonna stay here. Oh, okay. Is it a ballad? Yeah, it is a ballad, yes. Because um, he's such a good ballad singer. Yeah. It'd be nice to see it's funny, it's like when you look at like the industry, yeah. the only really big like from Spain Spanish singer that I think like crossed over successfully to America is yeah. like R- Rosalia. You know, but otherwise it's like, I feel like a lot of um, Colombian artists have like successfully 
crossed over. And it'd be nice. I I wish him the best. I hope he gets like his chance to. No, of course, definitely, definitely. To yeah, be I mean, on the worldwide stage because he's a killing singer. And no, every time I talk to him, he's really nice. Right. So let's continue talking about your music now. Uh, let me uh, ask you about uh, "Make Me Feel the Night," which is the track, the collaboration that you did with uh, Robin Schulz, right? Yes. How did that happen? Because I think that the album was uh, released on the 26th of February. If correct me if I'm wrong. And, I believe and, so. Yes. So how did it happen? How uh, did you manage to put the vocals on that track? Uh, oh, it's <laughs> so this is another one where um, I did. You're, believe it or not, I recorded it three years ago. Uh huh. Um, and it had been on hold with Robin Schultz for like two and a half years. I didn't think it was ever coming out because they kept saying to me, yeah, it's going to come, it's going to be on the album, it's going to be on the album. But then there was some shift like uh, in the team behind the scenes. Uh-huh. Um, that's the role of the story, guys. <laughs> Anyone listening? <laughs> There's a lot of people <laughs> that are in charge of everything <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, and so, yeah, there was a little bit of shift. And then other singles kept coming out. And I was like, I don't know if my song's gonna come out. I was holding out hope. <laughs> because in every meeting I've took in the past two years, I was like, I have a song for Robin Schultz coming out. And then it just wasn't coming out. And I was like, oh, thank God it came out so I don't look like a liar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was me and my buddy Kyle Kelso. And he he's a successful writer too and producer. And he he wrote Stole the Show, the uh, Kygo Parson James song. He wrote it with Parson. And so... We were just like, it was funny enough, it was our first session ever together. Um, we had known each other through like the songwriting circle, the BMI circle in New York. And um, I, I'd known of him, but we never actually worked together. And then I think he had been at like one of the BMI showcases where I was performing, I did a concert. Uh -huh. And after our buddy Tim, who works for BMI was just like, you guys haven't worked together yet? I was like, no, um, we just knew all the same people. And so it kind of took a while to happen. And then when it happened, that was the first song we ever wrote was Make Me Feel the Night. And it was, I think in January, it was dead cold because New York was freezing. Uh -huh. And um, I lost my gloves yeah. on the train. And I uh -huh. went to his old studio, um, was across from an American Eagle. So I, I went to American Eagle to buy gloves. <laughs> and that's what I remember. Um, <laughs> And then we went and did the session, and he uh, he was just really cool. We recorded it, and then like a day later, he was just like, he wrote me an email, and he was like, you can sing your ass off, and here's the, and he sent me the song. And um, I was like, oh, thanks, man. And so we, you know, his, his publisher sent the song out, uh -huh. and it landed with um, Robin's team. And okay. so then, that's when it got put on hold. And then him and I have worked together almost every week since. He's a really good friend of mine. Um, so it's cool. It, I'm just so happy. Like It finally that, sounds, right? Yeah, that it's finally out. You know why? Because he actually played it. Um, I think he played it at like Tomorrowland before the pandemic. Uh-huh. And it's funny. It was like there was quite a few people online who were like, when's this coming out? I don't think it's ever coming out. And then other people would be like, it's never gonna come out. It's been a year and a half. Well, the funny thing is I didn't even know it was online until a few months ago. <laughs> I was just like, 
Because I didn't actually have the final version. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't get to hear the final until... I didn't hear a, a high-quality version uh-huh. until it, it hit Apple. Ooh. Yeah. And when did you realize it fi- it's finally out? Like, when did you get that call? Like, say, hey, it's finally happened. Like, it's finally it's going to be out. When did it uh, happen? Well, you know, I checked up, because I'm annoying, a few times over the years. And, like, like three different times, like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then the one time they're like, all right, the album is coming out in July last year. I said, amazing. And then it was going to be, the album is coming out in October. And then <laughs> he put out that song with Kiddo. The, this is all we got. That thing. And yeah, then yeah. that just kept doing well. And I think at one point it was getting like a million plays a day. And they're like, we're pushing back the album because that single is doing really well. Oh yeah, it's not, It's I'm sure it has nothing to do with Robin. Um, you know, but it's a good thing. I'm happy that they waited to release the album till one of the singles was killing it. Because, no, of like, course then more people are going to hear the song. Um, So yeah, I found out, like, I knew it was coming out, like, two months before. Oh, good. Um, Around Christmas. Yeah, around then. Because I thought it was coming in January. Uh And then it was February. And then, yeah, then it came out the end of the month of February. And so, uh, yeah, so I knew that's when it was coming out. And I was excited for that. You know, it's, it's... I mean, come on, he's one of the biggest DJs in the world. No, so I, I was just like, all right, it's, it's a, it was a cool, it's a cool moment to like, you know, to check off the list. Hi, I'm Tyler James Bellinger, and this is my single with Robin Schultz, Make Me Feel the Night. We dance on the cliff as the stars look down. Don't say a word, but I feel the sound Oh, Just a casualty of you and me I need the fire, but it's hard to breathe And I'm burning up inside
uh, Make Me Feel The Night, which is uh, the single that our guest Tyler uh, James Benning and this is Roman's food. We're gonna hear in a second Unbearable, which is your latest single. It's a beautiful song. And uh, did you write that track, mate? Uh, you know, we wrote that pretty recently. It's, um, I wrote it with my buddy John Bushema. Uh-huh. Um, we were in a band together called King David. We're, we're technically still together, if there's anyone listening who actually knows the band. Um, but we, you know, we work together all the time, just not so much on King David anymore. We were writing, because uh, I'd done a lot of solo music away from him for a while, because we had worked together for so long. He's producing for other artists, and I was getting, I was working on different, like, my projects with different people. And uh-huh. so, but he's always been like my brother. We're really close. And so... He hit me up and he's like, hey, I want to work on your project with you. I said, okay, cool. And we were, when was this? I think we wrote it in November. Like, we wrote it pretty soon, pretty close to when we put it out. You know, once again, we were just talking, um, you know, since since we've been friends for so long, you know, we know we know all of each other's, like, life details and, um, and relationships and stuff. And he was just talking to me about some stuff um, with one of his ex-girlfriends and I was just talking about like you know my partner and I like when when him and I would get into fights and then just that idea of like it just kind of happened it just kind of flowed we were we were sitting there writing it all just happened and and we we stumbled upon that chorus melody the every night I leave the door and I um I was just like oh this feels special John and he was like yeah and so we took our time with it though. We ended up, we wrote the first verse in the chorus um, in the first session uh-huh. in about, I don't know, like probably like an hour or so. And then a couple weeks later, we got back together and we, were, we decided to tweak the second half of the chorus uh-huh. and then write the second verse. It was just, we were just, you know, it, we were talking about like, you know, how when you're in college and stuff, like, and when you're younger, every relationship is like, yeah. It's, it's a strong word, right? Like unbearable, that it, it have a lot of meanings as well, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm very sensitive. So, you know, I, once again, I was thinking back on, you know, years ago when my partner and I had a rough patch and I was just like, that idea that like, it, 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 w- it would feel unbearable to not be with him still, you know? But obviously the song is a little more on the side of a breakup. Um, but I did my job because everybody I know was like, did you and Glenn break up? And I was like, oh, no, 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 we're cool. It's it's just, we were, t- you know, John and I were talking about stuff and we were talking about some of his relationship stuff and it just really came together and it just felt special. And like singing it is, it's hard as hell, but it's really fun. <laughs> no, no, definitely, definitely. We're going to hear um, the song in a second, Unbearable, uh, here on the B Nation podcast. I was like the ups and downs as an artist, as a songwriter, that you have to affront yourself during the last year? Yeah. Um, well, the beginning of the pandemic started out pretty rough because my mom got sick and she was in the hospital and thankfully she's okay. Um, but, you know, the pandemic started that way. So the first couple weeks of the pandemic, I was just kind of uh, really nervous because my mom was in the hospital with COVID. And, you know, but once once she got the, you know, the clear, I, um, you know, I had, it's funny, I never had to really record myself because I was always blessed to be in like great studios with great producers. And so I had had a mic for years that I never really touched. And 
I didn't really have to record myself, so I made it a point, I was like, well, I have to learn to record myself because, you know, at the time I was like, I can't not do sessions for three months when we all thought it was just going to be quick. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. Um, <laughs> and so I learned to record myself and like to like comp my vocal and logic. Obviously, I had a learning curve because I'm always in studios. So like I see people do it. Yeah. That part wasn't hard. It was just more of the like, oh, OK, now I, now I have to do it. And so. It took a couple weeks to kind of like get my pacing um and then you know the pressure is also on me it's like oh well all right now i have to comp the vocal before i send it out not to everybody but for a lot of people i'll just comp it um it, honestly though the pandemic ended up being really good for me to like learn i say that like acknowledging the fact that like it's been a pretty terrible year for almost everyone but i do tend to be like a silver linings person i was able to really it opened up a lot of doors for me uh -huh. because some of the people i work with um i guess a good amount of people that are kind of in robin schultz camp uh -huh. um a lot of german producers and writers and i was able to start doing way more sessions and for me i understand the chemistry thing i didn't do a lot of new sessions yeah um mm -hmm. But I'd already kind of had a really good team of people around me that I worked with a lot. I just hopped into sessions with them. And so since it was me and Kyle, the guy I broke Make Me Feel the Night with, Kyle and I would do, oh my God, I don't know, we'd do like three songs a week. And, you know, it was fine because we're, we're already friends. So uh -huh. it's like I would just do FaceTime. Um, I would go on FaceTime. You know, my buddy Khan, I would write like three songs a week. And since we were already friends, we would just go on FaceTime. We would send each other the tracks back and forth, and then we would just Dropbox each other the, the session. That was really great. And as I got better with it, I actually really love dance music because I get to sing a little more on the dance tracks. I, I sometimes am able to like my pop stuff, you know, because it's really good for me, though, because I just I'm really into all types of music and like my band King David is so different than my solo project. It's way more rock. Um, and then the dance stuff is way more like I get to I like I love gospel. And so like the you get to kind of sing a lot more on the dance tracks and they don't shy away from that. And pop music right now is not really big vocals. It's really enjoyable because I get to kind of I get to do I literally get to do everything I love. Maybe not all on the same song yeah. or in the same project, but I get to do everything I love. And right. so I, I think it's great. And I think we're entering oh, yeah, a new a new time anyway with music. Genre is blending together way more than ever. I, I don't know. I think it's awesome. So for no, me, it's, it's really fulfilling. Why can't you tell us about the future, Tyler? So what is actually next for you after this uh, recent release with, uh, with Unbearable? Um, well... The next thing coming, Tyler James Bellinger. I have a song called Good Man Down. So that'll be out by May. An EP will be following. Oh, and I start recording a Christmas EP next month. Oh, wow. And so that'll be out in the fall. I have I have a lot of dance stuff coming. Oh, amazing. amazing. Yeah, that's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, you will definitely hear it by summer. So Ooh. I would, 
It'll be some stuff will be under Tyler James Bellinger, and uh-huh. then some stuff will be under Luther James. It's L U T H E R J A Y M E S. And there's already a song out under Luther James. It's uh, called "Follow You," and it's Karsten C A R S T N, and uh, featuring Luther James. I don't know. It's it's cool because I don't have to. I don't take it as seriously as I do like something that's in my like actual voice yeah like and i mean i take it seriously i don't mean like dance music's easy i just mean like i get to use a different part of my brain of course do you know what Uh, i mean i think of course of course yeah well i just want to clarify that because like you know i i respect it and i respect edm i wanna say thank you very much well thank you for having me um again my name is tyler james bellinger and this is my new single unbearable Thank you, Tyler. I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Called you in the dead of night. You didn't pick up. You had enough of me. All we ever do is fight. But that's not us. Not who we used to be. And I don't want to think about you. Spending your nights with somebody else is just not the same. Without you, you should know that Every night I leave the door open Just in case you wanna come home And oh, 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 it's unbearable You should know that Every night I wake and leave a light on Hoping you'll be standing outside Cause oh, 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 it's unbearable You should know I wish that I could live a lie Pretend that I'm fine With or without you But then I go and find your clothes It's like you know When I'm moving on And I don't wanna think about you Spending your life with somebody else Just doing the things we used to You should know that
I really enjoyed that conversation with Tyler James Bellingard. I think it was very interesting to find out more about his music and the music industry in general, you know? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that you will hear more from him on the show very soon. Now it's time to tell you that our friend Ruby Toussette uh, premieres the visuals for his brand new single, Play Me Again, this upcoming Monday, April 19th. And if you want to find out more, check out his Instagram page, which is at Ruby Toussette, which is R U D Y. T-O-U-Z-E-T I will repeat that again R for Romeo, U for Ukraine D for Delta, uh, Y for Yankee T for Tango O for Oscar, U for Ukraine Z for Zebra, E for Echo and T for Tango So, really to set, remember and remember that for more information, check his Instagram page uh, if you want to see the visuals for Play Me Again that he premiered this uh, Monday April 19th uh, on his uh, Instagram and of course as well on YouTube. This is Play Me Again. He is really to set. I wanna be the record you love, the one that's on repeat. Played so much that the grooves get worn out. Yeah, I want that to be me. You know I love it when you put me on and you play me. I spin around my head. About what we could be It's heaven when we get together Yeah, we'll make that harmony Ooh, play me again Like the song we heard when we first met Ooh, play me again I love how we move when the beat kicks in That was Play Me Again by Ruby Toussette, and now Marichelle brings you the latest music industry news. The National Album Day Return to 2021. The National Album Day returns on 16 October with the Celebrating Woman in Music. This celebration day has been created to pay tribute to the album 
with the format-facing Steve competition from Music Stream. Bosses say the celebration will allow fans to show their respect for truly iconic albums as well as opening format can evolve in response to changes in technology and music conception. Back on track, UK vinyl sales hitting for best year in three decades. Fans unable to go to gigs in COVID pandemic spend money instead on record collections. UK sales on vinyl record are set to reach a three-decade hike as fans unable to attend live music events during the pandemic channel their spare cash into building up their record collections. If you're a fan of vinyl, you can listen to the best music in vinyl bars in UK in cities as London, Glasgow, Cardigan or Dublin. Thanks, Marichelle, for bringing us uh, the latest music industry news. Coming up on the B Nation podcast, the Command Sisters are on the show. But for now, it's time to announce that Alyssa Baker, she will be on the show next week discussing about her music, and we are so excited to have a chat with her. This is her latest single that is called Science.
Our next guests are uh, two sisters that they have been doing music since uh, they were very, very, very young. And, you know, like they're coming from Canada, they're coming from Toronto, and they are uh, coming to present their latest single that is called Rain on My Parade. Please welcome to the B Nation podcast, Charlotte and Sarah, Command Sisters. How are you girls? Hey, hey we're, we're doing awesome. Uh, we played last week on the B Nation podcast uh, your latest single that is called Rain on My Parade. It's great to to find about about you girls because first of all like I like the the influences that obviously you girls have because we never have on the show like female artists that they uh, love rock music. Uh, first of all uh, to anyone who doesn't know who are uh, commands this, this your first single actually it was I think it was called I, I Can Do What I Want To. Exactly so you and you work with the producer songwriter Tim, Tim Pagnotta right? Yes, uh, correct. Yeah, Tim, yeah, based out of LA, actually. Um, right before, the year before the pandemic, we went down and we recorded a bunch of songs with him. And yeah, for those who don't know, Tim um, wrote and produced um, all of the big hits from uh, Walk the Moon, um, Neon Trees. So, like, I love Neon Trees and they're like bangers that came out like 2010s, I think was when their huge singles came out and then he did the last Blink-182 record um, so yeah working with him was like super super cool because we love a lot of the artists he's worked with so it's pretty pretty epic how you been the evolution of on your sound and your music since that you released I can do what I want to until now yeah so um, basically for those who don't know who we are we are sisters that is surprisingly what people ask the most often um even though it's our name command sisters people ask if we're related or not um we started out actually playing country music and i think growing up playing country music as kids um that influenced the sound we have today uh the fact that we like to use um guitars guitar solos and harmonies in pop driven alternative rock music Um, as far as the new record and sound, I'll let Char kind of touch on that. Yeah, we're, um, we've definitely um, evolved over the pandemic. I feel like just being inspired by new things and um, just sort of playing around with new different sounds and sort of, um, you know, the evolution of, um, of our music and working different with different producers. So we're, um, we are working on new music and we have, um, we'll release a couple more singles from Um, our LA record, but we also are working on something else in the meantime that we're really excited about. Definitely evolved over the pandemic for sure, and what I'm inspired yeah. by. Especially like stuff I'm inspired by, like um, COVID has hit the music industry especially hard. And I think like the content we're writing and, and the way that we write has changed extremely. And I, I think that'll reflect in the new music, which Rain on My Pride was the first song to come out of COVID. Um, and that vibe definitely changed. Oh, yeah, no, I was just saying you can hear the difference, really. I mean, I think it's a little bit darker, <laughs> darker content, but um, we're, you know, we're having fun exploring that, you know. <laughs> What were the, the significant challenges that you as uh, you girls have to explore during the pandemic i think for me the biggest challenge has been the mental roadblock I mean, obviously COVID has been really hard in a lot of different ways for different people um so many other aspects i mean people that are losing their homes or people that are losing their jobs and the health aspect the mental health aspect So I found for me personally, the hardest part was like staying in like a positive mood where I was able to be creative. Because <laughs> um, I mean, hard times can also inspire people, but hard times can also make it hard to be creative. 
Um, so I found for me that was like the biggest roadblock. As for now, I'm trying to, you know, change my perspective and say, you know what, creatively right now there are things we couldn't do before, like producers in LA or producers in London um, are more likely to be around to want to jump on a Zoom call that before we would have probably had to fly to London to work with them. Um, so yeah, trying to figure out new ways to like stay productive and and uh, adapt, I guess, to this new quote-unquote normal that people keep saying. <laughs> I feel like it's harder to promote yourself. Like obviously social media is great for promoting, but we've kind of had to learn to like do it like times 10, um, you know? So just learning how to adapt, you know, everything is virtual right now. Did you learn something specific as an artist? Yeah, um, for me personally, um, I feel like I learned that we can, well, I learned a lot, but personally, I learned just how much we were capable of doing on our own like at home um like sarah and i our first release actually at the beginning of the pandemic last year was you know as you said i can do what i want to and we actually filmed that entire video on our iphones at home and it was actually really amazing to see how it turned out and like how actually well it turned out and um that was really cool just to see like you know, we can adapt and we can do things ourselves and use what we have in the meantime to make things happen. I'm finally getting my license. I don't know if any other musicians out there listening to this have like held back on getting their license like I have because I felt like I always had an excuse to not get it because we were so busy. Yeah. <laughs> and now like uh -huh. I've been at home so long, I'm like finally bit the bullet and I bought a car and I'm getting my license. So <laughs> that wow, was- that, Yeah, that's something positive. Yeah. <laughs> Tell a little bit more about rock female bands in worldwide because um, there are not, not too many. Uh, what do you think is actually missed? I mean, it's so complicated, right? Like, why, why are there less women in rock? Some people argue that there are lots of women in rock. It's just about them being able to be in the spotlight more. Like, luckily, there are organizations now like um, that are helping with the gender gap. So, like. Uh, I know in Canada, there's one called Women in Music where they're um, basically helping festivals um, make sure that there's X amount of women on the bill. Um, other companies are making sure that certain amount of their board members are female so that certain decisions are made for females in mind. Um, so I think luckily there's some like system changes that's happening. Um, so there's more diversity, but we, we get told that a lot. I mean, especially as a female that plays guitar, there's not as many females that like to play heavier guitar. Female sports, right? I mean, people say, well, there's not as, a, as much of a demand for female sports, but there's also not as much funding and there's not as much opportunity. So like, yeah, I, th I think right now we're definitely like having conversations about it. It's really sick. Like people are talking about it more often these days, which is cool. Right, so Sarah, I think like you in 2017, you received a surprise award that in She Rocks Award. Oh yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> How was for you that unexpected moment? Oh my gosh, yeah. So for those who don't know the She Rocks Awards, it's, um, it's in LA. And they honor a bunch of uh, very iconic women in music, particularly rock music, hence the name She Rocks Awards. Um, so some familiar names are Shaka Khan, uh, Sheila E, um, Jennifer Batten, um, trying to think of like all the ones, Lita Ford, uh, Ronnie Spector, the B-52s, just like iconic, you know, women in, or actually uh, Shirley Manson from Garbage, which we met, um, there we 
played there a few times at the She Rocks and she was there. Yeah, being, being recognized as a young person kind of goes back to what we said too about having the opportunity. Like the Lady Laura B. Whitmore that runs the She Rocks Award saw um, potential in my sister and I and she gave us that opportunity to get an award, you know, even though we were young and weren't famous by any means. Uh-huh. And that has significantly helped our career. So you oh, that's amazing. That's completely yeah. amazing. Let's talk about right now about Lonely Lullaby, which is your previous song that we gonna like here right now on the B Nation podcast. Tell me a little bit more about this track and what is the story behind this? Yeah, Lonely Lullaby. Oh my gosh, Lonely Lullaby was actually the first co-write we ever did in Toronto. Um, we had a friend who knew a producer out in Kitchener and was like, hey, do you guys want to come out and, and write? And, and uh, we, you know, we were basically new. We had just moved to Toronto. So it was such an exciting thing for us. And um, Sarah and I were both kind of going through, you know, relationships and love and, and heartbreak at the same time. So I feel like we just got to the co-write and we just, all, all of us uh, channeled all of our deep emotions into it. And um, it was really magical, you know? I think it was just one of those co-writes that was just so natural and and it just came together so beautifully. And um, we all related to the song in our own different ways. So yeah, it was really, really special. Hey guys, we're the Command Sisters and you're listening to our single, Lonely Lullaby.
Right, so you just hear Lonely Lullaby. Your favorite colors right now, they are red and black. You perform a lot of like, in red and black, and you're a big fan of Quentin Tarantino. Question is, how do you work with it? Do you create your own fashion designs for each performance? Like, how do you like um, combine uh, that style? Yeah, so the red, black, and white was actually a bit of a coincidence. I'll kind of sum it up shortly. We just moved to Toronto and we were trying to find like our voice within the city. You know, there's a lot of artists there. So it's like kind of hard to like get your feet off the ground as a new artist, probably similar to being in the UK You know, it's pretty big. We were kind of struggling with that and trying to find like our image and our sound. And we ended up going to this event last minute. They, a friend invited us to walk like the red carpet at the Junos the Juno Awards, which is um, pretty big in Canada. I remember we ran to somewhere kind of affordable. I think it was Zara um, that we went, Zara or H&M. And we ran in, we we're like, oh my gosh, we have this red carpet, we gotta find something cool. And I remember seeing this red suit and I just thought it looked so powerful. And then um, I found sunglasses, they were like $10. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, like if I wear sunglasses on the red carpet, people are gonna think I'm famous probably because who is like the balls to wear sunglasses on a red carpet, right? <laughs> Indoors. And I kid you not, like we wore the red suit and the sunglasses and the response we got was insane. Everybody wanted to know who we were. We were having people come up to get autographs even though we didn't have music outs. So they must have just thought we were famous even though we weren't. <laughs> and we kind of went along with it. <laughs> and I kid you not, that's like from that day, that's all we wore. And I realized like um, the consistency, like people will remember you if you just do one thing all the time. And you saw that with David, David Byrne would wear like his suit, you know, all the time. And he would talk about that consistency. So. As far as designing our own stuff, we got more experimental over the years, um, mostly working with other designers. Um, but I'd love to get into my own custom fashion, but you know, working on that. But yeah, it was honestly accidental. So when we get compliments on that, I'm like, thanks, you know, because it honestly just came about by accident. No, oh, I mean, uh, but it came really great because it, it suits your like, it's your own style. I think, I think like, it's fantastic, you know, Charlotte. And I believe that you're very good at uh, drawing. And also you did like quite a lot of stuff for the for Command Sisters and you did quite a lot of like sketches, I believe, right? Do you uh, make drawings like when you uh, write music? How do you work on it? Yeah, so I actually grew up um, drawing like before I even got into music, I was obsessed. I would bring like stacks of paper and pencil crayons to my sister's soccer games and and watch and draw while you know I had pages and boxes full of artwork it was kind of like I thought I was going to be an artist before I was a musician um and then you know music got busy for quite a while and then I you know I kind of took a break from art but I'm getting back into it so um but yeah I just kind of drew from imagination I was really into like wolves and dragons and I would draw all different characters and kinds of wolves and make up stories so yeah lots of animal stuff but uh yeah i'm getting back into it <laughs> i was just gonna add like kind of to your question earlier about how we've learned how to adapt during covid i think what we've learned is like okay how do you promote your song and create promotional material if it's like currently illegal to do a photo shoot um so at least in canada like restrictions have like been off and on like one second you're allowed to do photo shoot the next you're not so if you have a single coming out, you're like, well, crap, like, wh how do we how do we promote this? Like, what do we put out? And so that's been really cool. Like, Charlotte has been so great at like, well, I'm going to draw something. Let's draw something and like see what co comes out of it, you know? Um, 
So yeah, drawing things and doing stuff ourselves, kind of DIY has been like a way we've been able to like promote our singles. You have to choose, you know, like your favorite record so far, the one that like inspires you to, to create music, what it will be. Fleetwood Mac's Rumors is probably one of my all-time favorites. One 1975 record because there's three thing. I have like six 1975 tattoos, so I'm like a little bit obsessed with them. Um, so I don't know which one to pick, but maybe I, mm, I guess like the current favorite, I mean, it's hard to pick between a brief inquiry into online relationships and notes on a conditional form. But then again, like their debut, like the 1975 self-titled record was great. What's coming next in 2021 after the release of Rain on My Parade? Yeah, so for us, um, I think we just want to keep releasing music. We are working on a second project, which we are beyond excited. We will be releasing um, some more singles and then the project, the rest of the project that we did in LA and then onto new music, obviously touring. I don't know when that's going to happen, but we will be doing everything to keep it exciting. Put out a lot of really unique, different music that we um, haven't necessarily done before. So we're really excited and we're just going to keep doing it. I want to ask you now, like if you could tell me a little bit more about the song that we're going to hear, which is Rain on My Parade. Tell me a little bit more about this track. Like, uh, what's the story behind the song? This one, I, I'll never forget when this one started to come about. So, um, Charlotte was in the studio with uh, Marty Martino, who was our producer, and he started playing her a track. And I was in the washroom. And, like, Charlotte writes 99% of the songs. I typically just do like the guitar riffs and the solos, or maybe I'll add a word here and there, but it's mostly her. For some reason, I was like sitting, I don't mean to give a visual, but I was sitting on the toilet and I, I was, I heard this beat and I was like, whoa, that's so cool. And it felt like out of the sky, um, the, hey, why don't you rain on my prey? Cause I like being disappointed. That whole melody and lyrics, I kind of fell out the sky and landed in my head. And I debated for like two minutes whether or not I should show it to them. Cause I was kind of like, as somebody that's not much of a writer, I'm sure other musicians that are less writer inclined can relate. I was super nervous and awkward to share with them because I didn't know if it sucked. <laughs> and I walked over and it took every ounce of me to um, want to show it to them because I was so nervous. Turns out they liked it. And then Charlotte literally like went into her room. I don't know if it was like the next week or whatever. And one day she just yeah. kind of was like, I wrote to that chorus you wrote. Uh, do you want to hear it? And she just shows me the full song in its entirety. And I just like was blown away. I was like, this is so cool. And as far as the concept goes, it was basically like literally about COVID and ice being isolated and staying at home so much and quarantining. Um, I think a lot of, at least for me, a lot of my past inner demons kind of came out of the woodworks because when you're busy so much in music, like you don't really have the time to um, process some of those things. Uh -huh. And I, I know we were both going through our own like mental health struggles and um, I'd kind of hit a wall at one point. Um, and yeah, that was literally just, I feel like all of our frustrations and emotions being poured out into one song. Right, so uh, Sarah, uh, Charlotte, I thank you so much for being on the B Nation podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure to have this chat with you girls and find out more about, you know, like songs like the one that we're gonna hear right now. Absolutely, thank you so much. Thank you, this has been awesome. Um, we appreciate it. Hey, it's the Command Sisters and you're listening to our new single, Rain On My Parade. Thank you girls, thank you, we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Your new friend.
I'm a sucker for a sucker punch Got a hate a happy bunch Slacked on my soul Now I'm just an asshole Oh, you took a lot of me Just like a lobotomy Cause I'm heartless Wanna be a field test Oh, I wouldn't mind if you drove me insane Let insecurities eat my brain At least I finally feel something Friends with the Grim Reaper Said he sent me flowers but he ghosted I was too eager And my wallet's usually empty so I'm filling up my glass And I'd rather be unhappy cause my happy always skipping class Walk by black cats under ladders Cause I know that I'm already so cursed Do your worst now, nothing hurts now Cause I love you, I love being Parade is the latest single by the Command Sisters and we are so thrilled that they were on the show. That's it! We arrived to the end of episode 13 on the B Nation podcast where we were lucky to have guests like uh, Alice Pisano, Tyler James Bellinger and the Command Sisters. And next week is our season finale with guests as Lost Stars, Topia and Alisa Baker and maybe a little surprise! And also we're gonna play the smash hits of this season as this one! Hey, I'm Jade Goudreau and you're listening to the B Nation podcast. Yes, it's called Naa. She is Jason Rhodes. At night, you make it feel like a good time. Two face, but y'all see on one side. 
Just walk away like you know you should Sunrise, sipping away in the daylight All of his drama is a white light Call you his queen, make it seem so good Till he bang, 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 knocking at your door Bang, 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 trying to start a war Like a madman screaming, seen it all before Know that you've been warned If you see him coming, tell him nah uh Ring-a-ding-ding, he a monster Get your pistol out the holster A liar, a cheater, a runner, check So don't say yes, say nah uh Ring-a-ding-ding, he a monster Get your pistol out the holster A liar, a cheater, a runner, check So don't say yes, say Top of a tightrope Just walk away like you know you should Cutthroat Twisting his words just to get close Stealing away all your exos In the dream, don't it feel so good? Till he bang, 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 bang Knocking at your door Bang, 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 bang Trying to start a war Like a madman screaming Seen it all before Know that you've been warned If you see him coming Tell him, nah-uh Ring-a-ding-ding, he a monster Get your pistol out the holster A liar, a cheater, a runner, check So don't say yes, say nah-uh Ring-a-ding-ding, he a monster Get your pistol out the holster A liar, a cheater, a runner, check So don't say yes, say Ah, she is Jace Goodroll. It's one of the smash hits of season four on the B Nation podcast. Season five is going to be a blast, guys. The premiere episode is going to be on May 21st. We're going to have 14 brand new episodes, guys, uh, during this summer on season five. But the main thing that I can tell you is that we're going to have 14 brand new episodes during 14 weekends, 14 different weekends, I will say, you know? So we're going to have a double episode. We're going to have one on Friday that is going to be called The Friday Show and another one that is going to be on Sundays and it's going to be called The Sunday Show. For more information about how it's going to roll season five, please listen next week, our season finale on the B Nation podcast, because we're going to have a lot of surprises. But for now, it's time to say thank you very much because that's all from me in our episode 13 that it was called Lucky. Thanks to Marichelle, Laura, Sebastian and everyone on the team for one magnificent episode. And remember that next week we're going to have our episode 14, our season finale that is going to be called Always Be With Music. My name is Miguel. Stay safe. Until next weekend. Bye-bye.